the every, everyone knows the show Billions, of course. And yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on today, Kelly. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. I like everyone knows. That's good. That's good <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone here in Australia, anyways. Like everyone. Definitely, it's one of the biggest shows across the uh, across the planet. I think. Literally, like Billions is. Hectic. Oh, well, I love that. I know that once. Uh, let's see. Once Homeland. Um, left the airs we were the number one show on showtime so that was uh that was pretty awesome but i didn't know across the planet so yeah. this is really good information for me well definitely in, in australia negotiation <laughs> okay cool <laughs> oh, done. well basically for everyone that doesn't know like kelly like is there is, is there a way let's run through like your, your life and how you got into billions and, and basically how you got into acting that's that's what i want to start with sure um it's, I, I'm assuming I got into acting at, from an early age. I was interested in performance, I think, even without knowing that, without putting a name, a word on it. But yeah. uh, my mom was a singer. She wasn't professional, but she sang a lot. My grandpa played the violin. Sorry, Jesus. It's early, like I said. Yeah. I played the mandolin. It was one of those in Lin uh, instruments. Yeah. I played the mandolin. And, um, so I always I saw my my certain family members in front of audiences, um, and uh, we would take long family drives, and my mom would have my sister and me singing. Um, my dad was in politics; he was an elected official. He was a congressman for eighteen years yeah. wow. in the um, early seventies through the early nineties. So again, uh, there is this may not be a shock to people listening, but there is a certain performative quality to politics. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so seeing him interact with people, um, if, you're, if you're a politician that doesn't stay on scripts, which sadly there are fewer and fewer of, mm. um, I, there is a certain um, uh, improvisational quality as well. Yep. And um, that was always fascinating for me to watch. Uh, and my sister and I were, not paraded because we enjoyed it, but we were um, in front of people at parties, meeting people. I, I, I think I got used to being in the public eye yeah. from an early age. Um, so there was an ease. And then um, in grade school, uh, I was in the chorus and there were only two boys in the chorus and all the plays were created and directed by the woman who ran the chorus. So, mm -hmm if there was a male role, I got a great fucking role. Yeah. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, this is how it is, huh? And uh, I, I, was, I was hooked. I played Old King Cole in The Trial of Mother Goose. You know, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Um, and uh, I put the denizens of Fairyland on trial for defamation of character. Or I put Mother Goose on trial uh, on behalf of the denizens of Fairyland. And, you know, once you play something as, uh, as uh, epic as that, you're, you're probably hooked for life. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that right. joke fell flat. <laughs> so it was definitely something anyway, that you yeah, were um, you're experiencing very early on in life, which was good. Yeah, um, and I, I just kept at it, and it was mainly theater that I was interested in. So I came to New York instead of L.A. But then the industry sort of caught up with those of us who decided we probably wouldn't make uh, any money. We would, but we needed to do theater, and uh, TV came to New York, and a lot of the great cable shows started filming here. So those of us who were you know maybe in our deep into our 30s were starting to actually get tv work it didn't mm -hmm. used to, you, to work that way if you didn't break in in your 20s so mm. i kind of i kind of lucked into um the time i was maturing as an actor i kind of uh uh i guess lucked into the uh, uh the, the way the industry was moving yeah also for us uh, shaved-headed guys if we weren't going to play <laughs> our 
that's my polite way of saying I'm bald. Uh, <laughs> if we if we weren't playing skinheads, um, then we weren't working, and that's not the case anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Michael Chiklis probably was one of the reasons for that. Yeah. So. So being that you've done such an array of um, sort of like theatre and movies and TV, have you got more of a preference that you prefer to do, or seeing as you've got such a vast career? Well, thank you, first of all, for vast. I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's, um, uh, it changes. Um, theater is always going to be my first love. And, yeah. and yeah. five years ago, I absolutely would have answered theater. But now that I've had a chance to work on a few series, mainly the Americans and Billions, uh, over the course of years, Americans was four years, Billions has been five and running, um, where I've had a chance to sit, to be on set and, um, and experience the continuity that comes with being there for a long time. Yeah. Um, given that, I've actually started to enjoy TV even more. I've always enjoyed it, but there was a certain element of the, of the uh, performance that didn't ever feel quite as deep as, um, as theater, where you can rehearse for, or you do rehearse for three, four weeks, and then you have a... A preview process for two weeks to a month and then you perform a long run and you really get deep into it yeah, yeah. Um, with tv in particular you never have rehearsal you maybe have a little bit of a you run through it once and sort of get an idea of when you want to pick up something here maybe let's get uh, maybe the picture will be better if you walk over there then maybe sit on this line yeah and then they bring in the the crew to see what you've come up with and they figure out how to light it and then boom you're 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 shooting Shit, so right if you yeah. So if you don't come in, you have to come in with strong ideas. It's, yeah. it's less experimental, certainly, mm. than the early rehearsals in theater are. Um, and that was great and fine. And, and um, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't quite as um, it never felt quite as rewarding as that deep dive you can take in theater. Yeah. And what is replaced once if you're on a show for a long time. The thing that get that replaces that extensive rehearsal is all the scenes that you've done with the character all the months and years where you've been able to figure out who that person is. Yeah. So that part of the rehearsal is no longer needed. And now all you have to do, because you know that character, is mm. figure out what to do with the given circumstances of the yeah. scene. Okay. Um, so it it requires, at this point, it requires less rehearsal if I'm doing something for billions, mm. uh, for instance. Yeah. Um, and so that's rewarding. And that's when I, uh, after maybe deep into the first season was when things started to really start bubble up. And I was like, oh, this is juicy. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, so now that's the, the, the long answer. And the short answer is I kind of love them both equally for different reasons. Yeah. I like to do, and I've been lucky enough pre-pandemic to do uh, one play a year. So yeah. uh, to squeeze that in. I'd that's love to keep pretty that good. Up. Mm. Yeah. What I what I what I wanted to ask is playing like someone so like iconic as Dollar Bill in Billions. Do you find it hard to switch off when you finish like like finish shooting? Do you find it hard to switch out of Dollar Bill back to Kelly? Because it's a pretty wild character, God, Dollar Bill. <laughs> like he's he's good. Can you imagine what an asshole I would be if I couldn't switch out of that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I it, it's no, I, it's a very good question. Um, um. I have incentive to switch out of it because my wife has said from early on, if you bring one ounce of that <laughs> asshole home, you are out. Uh, no, it, it, it's, it's not really. Um, yeah. And that's an interesting thing about this 
show and oftentimes with uh, w when you're playing because look I, I love these characters mm. I think anyone who likes billions loves these characters but we love them because they're fictional too yeah. we don't I mean there's a certain segment yes that looks at say Dollar Bill um, or Bobby Axelrod as aspirational mm. and I get that um, there's a there's an allure to that type of wealth and there's an allure to that type of power um, but no one can successfully argue convincingly argue that they are that they behave well yeah <laughs> um, and and that's part of the interesting thing it's fun to watch people misbehave dollar bill could not be more polar opposite for me people who follow me on Twitter are like oh my god dollar bills a lefty holy <laughs> shit um, and 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 even just his personality, I don't jut my jaw like that. I don't I don't stand with my feet, you know, yeah. five feet apart. Yeah. You definitely don't have two um, two households, two wives. I yeah. don't have two households. <laughs> my official uh, my official comment is I do not have two families. Perfect. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have to say online uh, that you can't tell anyone about? I have to say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it. it it's not difficult to switch out it, and it's, mm. it's not easy to jump in. I mean, excuse me. And it's not difficult to jump in. Yeah. Um, the writing is so specific and the, the, um, the circumstances in each scene are so specific that jumping in with forethought, obviously mm. in the home before we come to set, uh, jumping in is, um, it feels kind of natural. Yeah. And, and that's the case with everybody across the board. I mean, the David Costable plays wags, has some elements of wags in him, That's but he's not a hedonist. You know, yeah. he's not uh, he's not a sociopath like Wags is. Yeah, but he has that kind of performative quality. Damien um, is definitely sort of an alpha type guy, but yeah. he's uh, but he's the sweetest, goofiest guy you'll meet too. Um, That's cool. Everybody cool on set is, yeah, they're all. I'd say the level of sort of sweetness to these mm. people, these actors, is in almost inverse proportion to the level of misbehavior you see the characters. Yeah. It's crazy uh, how they can switch into that. In. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fun on set when when there's a big anxious scene, or they're not anxious, uh, but a, a big uh, aggressive scene, seeing the the people jump, like just sort of switch into it. And Ari Spiros, so the guy plays Ari Spiros, mm. Stephen yeah. Kunkin, become one of my best friends. Um, that's cool. Um, it's just so, and he's cool. Which like, is funny from the show because you thought guys have such a big rival on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was why the, the 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 smashing of the car was so much fun. <laughs> he and I were just so giddy that whole day. We were like twelve year olds, like almost hyperventilating with how cool it was. That you know, cool. it's like, can yeah. you believe what they let us do? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's it, and I used to shoot the Americans and um, Billions at the same time, and. Shit. That I would, I was actually a bit worried about shifting um, from one character to another to yeah. another. Mm. But again, with the specificity of the writing, um, it, it really makes a difference. Well, definitely shows how good of an actor you are to be able to do that as well, which is great. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, when you're shooting two shows like that, what what sort of a toll? Like, run, run us through your day. How that works? Do you go from one straight to another? Is it all in the same place? How how does that work for someone like yourself? I only had a handful of days where I had to shoot both shows on the same day, fortunately. Yeah. Um, so normally it's, you know, I, I, and, and I was a, I was, um, I've been a supporting character on both the shows. I haven't been, um, you know, I wasn't Bobby Axelrod or, or, or Chuck Rhodes or that mm -hmm. sort of thing. 
So I would, the, my average was usually two days on set a week, I'd say. And some days that was, some weeks that was nothing, some weeks that was five. Yeah. But it was always pop. And fortunately, the show, uh, the, the uh, assistant directors, first ADs, first assistant directors yeah. who are in charge of scheduling, um, they, uh, they got along. So instead of going through my people, they contacted each other and figured out my schedule. So I got really oh, wow. lucky. Um, yeah. And it, but even with that, even on look, there was one day where I went from Billions to the Americans and I was I, I think I was shooting for about 20, uh, 22 hours. Wow. Um, and I was exhausted, but it was great. I spent so much time like I, I, I post about this a lot. I, I, I am the tortoise. You know, it wasn't until well into my 30s that I started really getting consistent work. Um, yeah in town i mean i was doing a lot of regional theater so for me even that that exhaustion was thrilling it's like right i'm here i'm in the game yeah um, going head first I, in uh, yeah and now that's that's a finite amount of time that i would feel that way i'm sure but if that happened today it would be a little i'd probably be a little more like god damn it i have to work and then my wife would be like yeah you want to take that back yeah <laughs> you want to remember what you were saying 10 years ago literally um yeah, and it's great because, you know, if you ever do sort of forget how lucky you are, it's great to have a partner who has been there with you when you were really just like at, at loose ends. Like, I don't know, how do I make anyone pay attention to me? Yeah. yeah. She was there. and um, That's great. I don't think I lose track of that, often, but, it, but it's still great for the few times maybe you do that, to have someone who's been there. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and what was that like for you in the beginning? How, how did you transition from that period, like you said, in, in your 30s to going from... Like when was the breaking point? Yeah, yeah, when did you go from a few things to when you, you know, was there a defining moment in your career where you realised and be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quite successful now? Uh, I'm still not there in my brain. I, I, have, I, have the, I think I have an actor's well-honed um, sense of impending doom. Um, <laughs> uh, that it all could end that, that they're going to discover that I'm a fraud that, uh, <laughs> that that gig was the last gig I'll ever have um, boy I pulled it wool over their eyes for years yeah. um, uh, I, I would say I don't know there were a series of small ones I think yeah, um, yeah. when I was when I was in my mid to late 20s i i was I, I got accepted into the oregon shakespeare festival which is a year round nearly year-round uh, rep uh, rep theater company in oregon big outdoor elizabethan stage one of the best regional theaters in the country really great stuff and i grew up seeing shows there so that was a one big break where i thought oh maybe maybe i've sort of made it and yeah. then i went through it dark dark period moved to la nothing for two years um my wife who's a dancer yeah. um was there girlfriend at the time and um decided to move to new york because that's where if you she's a modern dancer she wasn't doing david lee roth videos which dates me that reference there <laughs> um but i followed her here because nothing was happening in la and then nothing happened for me in new york except you know just little little gigs that were um maybe didn't make me any money they gave me enough money to take a subway to and from um home to the theater yeah but they were rewarding in some way mm -hmm. and i yeah. look i never wanted i never felt i needed 
fame. I never felt I needed wealth, uh, yeah. which certainly helped me get through those periods because I didn't have either of them. Mm. Um, and along the way, there were just enough people in positions of influence to me, either casting directors or a director or an actor I admired, mm. just enough of them who said at very strategic times, or they ended up being strategic, um, you got it. Or, yeah, I don't know why it's not happening. It really should happen for you. Or, or something um, uh, that made me feel that I could be one of the special ones to make it. Yeah. Um, Is it hard to only, make it? it? I don't know. It, the percentages are not with us. Uh, no. I mean, at any yeah. given time, I think the percentage is like, two percent of actors working uh, of all actors out there Jeez. so it, 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 they're astronomically against us and i i know i still know dozens and dozens of fantastic actors who just have never been able to get a break and, and why um, and why do you think that and, is is there some is there some sort of industry secret secret to it is it do you have to be in the know <laughs> do you have to does your uncle have to go to school with someone who's a director how, how does that work well, that certainly would help. Um, if, <laughs> if you've got friends who make it, um, they, yeah, I mean, the, the answer is yeah. I have to, maybe not have to, no, but, but that certainly helps. Uh, being around people who personally like you, who yeah. start to rise uh, and decide mm. to bring you along, absolutely. I mean, that's we see that all the time. So uh, networking you know, is a real big key. Are, network is a, is a key, but it's, it's also... Yes, it is. But it's also, um, it's not a panacea. You know, it's not, it's hard to know what networking is. A lot of these yeah. stories we hear about, uh, uh, about people who are brought along with the success of their childhood friend um, is because they were childhood friends. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're not networking when you're, when you're uh, 13. Yeah. Or if you are, you're either really advanced or someone I don't want to hang out with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're Jeff Bezos. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's what we should have been doing when we were 13. Yeah. But that's um, right. uh, it, it, it's the answer is yes. And, you know, uh, yeah. it's also you just got to keep. I didn't have that, those connect. I, I knew a couple people, but I never knew how to um, ask for help. I also never knew if they necessarily would. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was never like my closest friend who became Steven Spielberg. Uh, mm. But I, for me, it was just, I think there were enough, and, and particularly in New York, it was particularly independent um, casting directors who liked me and kept bringing me in yeah. Um, yeah. for different gigs and a manager who first signed me um said okay i see that you have essentially it's not word for word but i see you haven't worked here yet but i see that you've got all these casting directors who i really admire who do really interesting work bringing you in and mm -hmm. okay you're not getting callbacks even yet but essentially the casting director is essentially calling you back because but by bringing you in you've been in to see so-and-so four times this month like yeah. oh yeah. she thinks you're good she thinks so there's something about you time. yeah <clears throat> i was doing apparently i was doing good enough work in the room um to be considered uh, a viable actor by this by this these casting directors mm. and they can't bring people in that they the thing that buoyed me was that they cannot bring people in who waste their time yeah because the casting because the producers or the directors hire these casting directors for gigs 
and can fire them if they're not bringing in people that mm. that that are good enough or that fit the the thing they're looking for if they're not vibing that way. Yeah, so okay. um, that that's what helped me. Um, and it was it just took a fucking long time, yeah. but I got. I started doing well with, um, you know, one-off guest star roles. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I got House of Cards, which was a good prestige show that I had a, mm. a four-episode arc on um, in season three. Yeah. And then I got um, uh, The Americans, which turned into four seasons, about yep. 50 episodes, I think. Um, and then, um, and then, or maybe 30, 50, somewhere in there. Um and then and then billions so that was like mm. incrementally those were those were my breaks there was there were some theater breaks too but i'm talking too much about it yeah uh, but i got you know when those things started to happen um that was still a period of time when casting directors who did tv and film were seeing theater and so yeah, they okay. saw i did a broadway show and then a cool off-broadway show back to back and that was sort of like oh right this guy you know that that helped bring me into okay Interesting. So in saying like it's such a hard industry like at the moment and especially like throughout, what advice would you give someone yeah. that's coming up and wanting to be an actor? Is there any life advice you can give them all the experience you've had? It's so hard I, to give advice because um, because the industry is so fundamentally different from when I got here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I got here pre-internet, my friends. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it's like I'm an old fuck. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so people weren't, you know, they'd make their own films, but it was very different. It wasn't like you couldn't become an internet star. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a wonderful actor, Eva Victor, Ava Victor, yeah. uh, on Billions right now. She plays Ryan. Um, yeah, she's tall. She's got the cur dark curly hair. Uh, she, among other things, um, she auditioned and she was brilliant. But among other things, she is a great. She has these wonderful little, hilariously funny deadpan um, videos on Twitter that the showrunners saw and okay. they were intrigued by her. And then fortunately it turned out she was a great actor and an awesome person. And so she was cast on the show and now she has a big role. The social media um, plays a massive role in it now getting, yeah. I guess, get, getting seen. I, I think it does, or it can, you know, yeah. it, it, people put too much emphasis on that too. Like, Oh, yeah. what are your numbers? How many followers do you have? Yeah. I think yeah. that can matter, but only at a certain level. Yeah. Like if you've got, I don't know, I've got maybe 30,000 followers or something, which is like, that's huge to me, yeah. but it, it's, it, it, it's not going to tip the scales to me getting a role okay. when what they're talking about is can this person get eyeballs on the screens mm. and they want hundreds of thousands yeah, okay. of people. So it matters. Uh, I also enjoy it. it. It's, it is an outlet. It's a way to engage with fans. I live tweet with billions. Billions fans are actually turn out to be some of the funniest uh, people I've ever uh, quote unquote met yeah. so it's fun to engage but um so advice i would say i mean you got to have a thick skin yeah which is such a cliche but it's true yeah look for the look for um ways to improve uh try to be as brave as possible and not worry about failure i still grapple with that yeah um uh if tr find your community and and really try to be as open and generous with that community as you would want them to be with you. Try to be absolutely you need to be um, ambitious, but try not to be as much as possible. Try not to be competitive. Yeah, okay. mm. uh, you cannot compare yourself 
really to anybody because you you just i mean you could think that person is exactly me why is he getting it all yeah. and not yeah. me why am i getting nothing but you don't un, you don't know how different that person is in other people's brains and exactly. it doesn't mean yeah. better it just means different there's no way it's not a zero sum game mm. if your yeah. friends make it try to look at it like oh why are you this unique? is just this is just schmo joe my, you know uh, joe schmo my buddy from whenever if he can make it so can i as opposed to ah he's the one who made it not me giving um it. yeah so you've almost got to yeah. have this kind of relentless um sort of ability you uh, sort of about you so you don't give up you absolutely have to have that which i know gets into a weird area where it's like all right so i mean i look back at when i was say 36 mm. and I hadn't, I wasn't making money. I really, I wasn't, I didn't have much money at all. I wasn't making any money. I was doing okay with theater. Um, and I enjoyed it to a certain extent, but yeah. I would have also long spells. I wasn't working in New York, whatever. Yeah. Um, if I look back on that now, people would not have been crazy to say, Kelly, come on, it's time think to about up. journalism school mm -hmm. or something, or yeah. yeah, find something else before it's too late. It would not have been an unreasonable thing to say. Uh, and, it, it it was kind of irresponsible <laughs> mm. to keep going um that's what we a dream lucky. is we i guess little, yeah uh, that's exactly was right. what's it what's that that's what a dream is i guess that's why you don't want to give it up because you just yeah 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 so so it, it it's it's hard because you know the look the dark part of me could say yes i mean yes you absolutely have to be relentless in following it mm. the dark truth is that there's always the danger that that leads you to a very difficult place yeah, yeah. um i was about to say ruin but i didn't want to be flip about that um so it, it yeah it's it's hard it's a it's a scary balance to walk yeah um and i did have one uh when i was at the oregon shakespeare festival there was this guy sandy mccollum i think he was 84 play he's a great guy um one of those like I don't know if you ever saw Slings and Arrows, the TV show, great mm. Canadian TV show about a, a Shakespeare festival. No. Uh, but he was like one of those characters. He'd been there his whole life. He, he played, he's played every character in Shakespeare's canon, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, he took a liking to me and he would always call me a coin of the realm. Um, <laughs> and his advice was just stick it out because it's like I didn't work till I was 40. And then the characters, uh, the, the, the characters that, were appropriate for me became more available because a mm. lot of the first wave of people my age who were acting dropped out. That's yeah. actually and then some I didn't really, really take off until I foreign shit. Yeah, mm. you got to think people think that if they don't make it by their eighteen or twenty, they give up. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Right, and and then he said by the time I was sixty, they started dying. So <laughs> I got <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I know it was again dark, but yeah. uh, but it was, and it depends on the type. If you're looking. For, if you're looking for fame mm. and wealth, yeah, I'd say go into something else. I mean, yes, uh, there's there there's a handful of people yeah. who will achieve. <laughs> yeah, go into stocks. Yeah, go into tech. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, there, a handful of people will achieve that, but yeah. we're talking point oh 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 one percent are going to achieve what you that, who set out to do that. Just go because you love it. Mm. If yeah. you love it, you can handle a little bit of poverty. You can handle yeah, a little right. bit of. Um, some months on rice and beans you yeah. know um it's harder now too because new york is so expensive yeah uh, much more than when i got here you still could find deals but 
you know, there are ways of making it work. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you, you gotta go into it for, for the love of it. I know that sounds hokey, but you really yeah. do. Cause you're not gonna, the, the chances are so slim that you will make money doing it. You yeah. gotta, yeah. that's gotta be a byproduct of it. Mm. If that makes sense. Definitely. I had another question. Um, obviously we're like up to date on what's going on with billions in terms of like acts, obviously not being no longer in, in it, I think going forward. Do you think that's going to have a right. massive role on what's going on? Like in terms of billions? Um, do you mean script wise or in terms of, uh, uh, of the outside world? In terms of like the outside world watching billions, do you, mm. do you think everyone's going like, oh, wow, yeah. like Axe was such a big role in it and everyone watched it because of the actor and the character he was? Ah. I mean, it's that's impossible to say, right? Yeah. I, 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 of course, it's a big change. Yeah. Um, what yeah. I love is that the, 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 they, the, the showrunners and writers and directors and producers, they created a great finale like they really yeah that was yeah a, and the lead up to the finale i thought was great that's it was. i mean they always do that right they yeah. ramp up to the end and it's a tension and then the release and it's never exactly what i think it's going to be i loved it he just got away in the end and he's just yeah. just enjoying yeah. life and he's got in switzerland dollars it's great <laughs> yeah but um of course it's going to be a shift of course yeah. it's going to be a change there there's uh you know, there's a new uh, a new guy in, in Bobby's seat. Yeah, uh, he's got a different personality. He's his own person, and thank God they weren't. He wasn't, and they weren't trying to turn make him Bobby Axelrod. Definitely, yeah. There's yeah. only one Bobby Axelrod. There's only one Damien Lewis. Mm. Cool. But Corey Stoll is fucking amazing, and he's bringing a different vibe to it. And yeah, you know, season six, the stuff he's bringing to it is is really fascinating. I think it's going to be an adjustment period. Yeah, but I think they are uh they are they are approaching it the right way they're creating something that is it's still very much billions but it is um not axe revolving uh, yeah exactly yeah exactly and yeah, so uh it, it, and how that yeah so that's that would be because i uh, it's all speculation of course yeah but yeah that's that's what i think yeah so it's not like a copy and paste kind of thing you're not just pulling one thing out and, and cutting it in it's not like prince is going to try and replace axe and try and be axe which yeah. is yeah i was yeah. hoping it wasn't going to be like that right right it's uh they're they're coming up with interesting ways that these characters are evolving the, mm. the holdovers and they are um and the new characters are uh, uh are fascinating so awesome. I think it's I think it's going to be an interesting um, little gumbo that yeah. we're creating. Yeah, that'll be decent. One thing that I did want to ask: um, what was it like the first time you were recognized on the street? Was it was it an, was it a good was it a good <laughs> yeah. encounter or was it bad? Did you, you walk down it? the street, and was like dollar fucking bill. <laughs> yeah, how, how did that go for you? <laughs> I'm not uncertain. Uh, like I'm just yelling <laughs> that shit out. Oh. Yeah, that has happened. Uh, but the first one I really remember. Um, there were two that were interesting um there was a one was i was walking down the street with a friend of mine and it was a down the lower east side we were going to find some food and someone yelled out a group of, of younger people actually which was great to know uh, mm. the, 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 it was the first season great yeah. to know that the demographic could skew that way too but um someone yelled out we love you daughter bill <laughs> and i wasn't sure what had happened and my friend was just like he stopped and he's like what the fuck what yeah. what <laughs> this wait so this is like a popular show and i was like well, i i guess i don't know because he had never watched it um oh, and uh, he's like that's your character right your dollar bill i was like well yeah and I was, he was like 
what the fuck? <laughs> I love how he. I love how he's freaking out, and you're just like, oh yeah, no worries, just playing yeah. it super casual. Well, I just, I, I think it was because I, it was a dawning realization of what had just happened. Yeah. Uh, for him, he caught it right away, and I, and, and then when you're faced with somebody, uh, your friend who's like freaking out, you can sort of stay more calm because it's like, oh yeah, well I guess yeah, I guess so. But the other one that I thought was really, it was really sort of sweet and fun. I was on my way to an audition, and I was sitting in the subway next to someone else who was obviously going to an audition because we both had sides, you know, the little pieces of script that we we're going to audition yeah. with. And yeah. we were both sort of memorizing. And um, we exchanged a little bit of a smile, didn't, didn't speak. But um, as she got off the train, I was staying, I was still seated. She got off. She leaned over and she was like, I'm a big fan. And then, and then left. <laughs> That's and started, cool. And yeah. We started laughing because uh, I was leaning over to say, um, good luck and i thought she was leaning over to say the same to me just wink because we both know what's happening yeah and yeah. then she said i'm a big fan and i was just like oh my god that's so sweet and so she was out the door and i that was the one that really sort of caught me off guard and sort of subtle one my heart and I was like, I yeah that, that's yeah, a really nice really, feel good moment yeah it was and it was actor to actor you know yeah Here yeah we were we're still stumping we're still trying to get the next job stumping mm. i don't know what that word's even what that even means we're still we're still uh, out there trudging along yeah and, you have that uh, mutual respect for each other was, yeah so that one that one was nice i get a lot of cops uh and, and firemen um saying <laughs> bill hey yeah you know uh which always cracks me up that's awesome um, the thing that get the, the the worst thing is there are certain when we're down in the financial district there's certain financial bros who will sort of, uh, with my wife, and they kind of accidentally elbow her out of the way to be like, "Oh man, I'm you. Hey, I'm fog. I'm, I'm Dollar Bill." And oh. first of oh, all, God. Uh, that's that's very sad that you are Dollar yeah. Bill because you're a criminal. <laughs> um, and and second of all, hi, this is my wife. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly Get right. Get your elbow out of her face, which is really uh, fucking. So that kind of that that's not as fun but yeah but, more, but I, I don't mean that that doesn't happen all that often um mm. and even i don't get recognized all that often but it it, it was it was fun the first couple of times definitely no it was, that's awesome. it was like oh god i've lived in obscurity my whole life this is kind of interesting <laughs> it's a shock so. well i think we might end up with one last question i want to know what is sure. next for kelly what, what's next on the horizon <laughs> um so got uh, some billions coming out. We're going to drop the next episode uh, in late January. Yeah. I mean, the next season. Um, I'm doing three. I did three things over the summer that I'm excited about. Um, one is uh, Apple TV limited series called We Crashed about the the Uber. I mean, excuse me, the uh, WeWork uh, debacle. Yeah. Um, a little thing on that. Um, there's a pilot I did for NBC. I think the new title is called is Endgame, but it's by Justin Lin, who created the Fast and Furious front franchise. That's oh, awesome. wow! And wow. Um, yeah, it's a recurring character. I don't know. The pilot was picked up. I don't yet know uh, how the uh, you know a lot of times there there are major changes from pilot to series, so I'm not 100 percent sure how the season's gonna go but i'm a corrupt ag which is fun yeah uh and then the thing i'm still shooting right now too down in savannah georgia is called the girl from plainville um another limited series but it's about that young woman who who coached the young boy into um killing himself on uh, allegedly anyway uh, yeah. on oh, um, yeah on text in yes. 2014 and i'm the detective who kind of pieces it together so it's yeah right that's been really interesting uh 
I usually work on sets with the same people over and over again, which is awesome. Uh, this is the first show I've been on where I literally work with a different person or group of people every every scene because I'm yeah. you know piecing together detective piecing together interviewing people so that's been a fun different experience going to the uh, other yeah. side of the law this time not breaking it <laughs> exactly exactly it's really uncomfortable over there I gotta be like legal and shit I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. <laughs> but it's fun oh, awesome well I really appreciate your time Kelly and the time it's been great to talk to you definitely yeah it's been fun and yeah, I thank de- you definitely for, appreciate for having it. me on it's uh, and um, for uh, I'll, you keep this in or not, but um, sorry about all the confusion and and uh, on your birthday, no less. No, um, I hope you had a good birthday. It's definitely it's definitely good now. It's definitely it's definitely good. Um, okay. now that we've now that we've spoken and sorted it out, because yeah. <laughs> I wanted I definitely wanted to <laughs> yeah, chat so. to you. Like I'm, I love billions. Like I love the show. So yeah, it's been great fan. to talk to you. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad. That's great. Yeah, and um, I'm glad it worked. Um, uh, thank you for your patience and, and my lack of understanding of international time zones. <laughs> it's definitely been interesting. Yeah, right. No stress. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, and it's been a pleasure talking yeah. to you, and you have a great day. Absolutely. You too. See you, See you mate. Bye. All right. Cheers.